Let's look at God's Word together over the next few moments. Uh, My theme this morning and over the next few weeks is generous. It's an area that we're going to be looking at over a number of weeks now. And and as a title, over the next few weeks, it's generous. And um, I came across a story. And this morning in particular, we're going to look at the generosity of God as our starting point. Generous and the generosity of God. I came across a story, and it was uh, of a vicar, and he was explaining. He was looking for a way of explaining to his congregation and the, the church that they needed to raise some extra money. And he was thinking to himself, how they were doing something or other, and how can we raise extra money? So, what he did was, he came up with a plan and an idea. And what he said was, um, in, 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 in encouraging people to be generous and to maybe give a bit more, he um, offered them this idea that to the person uh, if uh, was generous, he offered them that whoever get, that gave the most, they'd be able to pick three hymns. I don't know if that would light your fire. It might not. It, might, it didn't, wouldn't necessarily light mine. But anyway, that's what he did. That's what this vicar did in the church that he was in. He, you could pick three hymns, and then you know, the one who gave the most would be able to pick those three hymns. So after the offering plate was um, passed about um, uh, a few Sundays later around the church, the vicar glanced down and noticed that someone had really generously and graciously put two 50-pound notes, crisp 50-pound notes. Not, you know, see a lot of those, uh, you know, around these days, although they are in circulation. And he was really getting really excited, thinking, oh, it's working, it's working. And um, so he was so excited that he immediately, he got a bit carried away with this, so he immediately um, shared his joy with the congregation and said that he'd like to personally thank the person that had placed the money on the collection plate. Now, with that, a very quiet, um, sensitive, uh, senior lady in the church and at the very back of the church sh- uh, shyly raised her hand. And so the vicar asked her to come out front, as some people have been coming up today, and come out to the front. And uh, so she sh- slowly made her way to, uh, towards him. And, uh, the, the, you know, the vicar, um, how wonderful this was. He, he, he thought this was an amazing thing. He told her how wonderful it was and that she could now um, take the pick of her three hymns. So out she came and very shyly and she stood out the front. Now, with this... As she stood at the front and surveyed everybody, her eyes absolutely brightened and she came to life. And so she looked down over the congregation, like I'm looking over at you right now, and she pointed to three handsome, the most handsome guys that she could find in the church and said, I'll take him, I'll take him, and I'll take him. (laughs) Generosity and a generous God. You know, we serve an amazing, incredible awesome, wonderful God. You know, this morning, our singing, it's good, it's great, and the music, but it's not just the music and the feeling of feeling good. We've been encouraged and been led to look at how wonderful is God, how worthy is God, how worthy is Jesus, how worthy is the person of the Holy Spirit. That's been our encouragement and our desire And this morning our hearts are lifted as we begin to look to Jesus and say, you are so good, you are worthy, God, you are amazing. And we're going to see this morning that God is an awesome, amazing, holy, majestic, wonderful God. He is incredibly generous. And that's what we're going to look at just for a few moments in the short time that we've got together. So I want to look at three things quickly, and then we're going to 
um, close as we sing together and um, pray into practice what we maybe share together so that we can be released in what we hear today and imbibe and take to our hearts and we can take that with us into life and our day and our daily life and wherever we go. So three things. I want to look at, first of all, um, God's generosity, Jesus' generosity, and then our response, our response in generosity. God's generosity, the Lord Jesus' generosity, and then us as believers, as Christians, our response in generosity. I want to say this. I believe that the very heart and nature of God is generous. God's heart, his nature, he is utterly generous. He is generous. He doesn't do just generous things. He doesn't do a bit of generosity. He doesn't do generous things, although he does many generous things, but he is generous. And there's the slight difference. We've been looking at this together about this idea of being incarnate. To incarnate love is to be love, not to talk about love and do a few loving things, but to actually be love. Jesus is God incarnate. He is love incarnate. He is forgiveness, grace and mercy, holiness incarnate. He is. And we see in the very nature of God, and we're going to look in a moment or two, that God is utterly gracious, generous. He is holy, he is majestic, he is awesome, and he is incredibly, in his nature, generous. The very heart of God is generous. We read in now... You will need your Bible. You will need your Bible or your iPad or whatever pad you've got in front of you, notepad, and we're going to look together and we're going to go through lots of scriptures. That's why you need your Bible in front of you, with you, beside you, nearby you, um, because we're going to look at a lot of scriptures that all show that God is generous, Jesus is generous, and we too are to be released in generous hearts too. Okay, so... God's generosity then. His nature, his heart is incredibly generous. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. 1 John, if you go to the book of Revelation and then work back a little bit, you'll come to 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. 1 John, it's just one verse, and we'll be darting from verse to verse, so you will be moving about a bit. So if you can't play catch-up, don't worry. You'll be able to listen to everything Online, if you've got, you know, uh, on our website or on your smartphone, so you could catch up that way. But 1 John chapter 4, verse 8 says this, God is love. He is. God is love. He's not just does a bit of loving. This is this idea about nature, who you are. God is intrinsically love. 1 John 4, 8. Now, John chapter 3, verse 16, if you want to zip along, we're going to build on this. So we, we read in 1 John 4, um, verse 8 there, God is love. We're going to build a case. We're going to look at a number of scriptures. So John chapter 3, verse 16, you'll know it so well, I no doubt. It says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So God is love. He so loves the world that he gave and gives his one and only, the very best of heaven, his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. There's passion in that word there. He says so. It's not just God loved. God is love. 
His nature is love. His nature is good. His nature is grace. His nature is generosity. That's what his love is. And it says there in John 3, 16, that he so loves. There's passion. There's intensity. The word love is, brings intimacy. The word so before it brings intensity. There is intensity and intimacy in, in the heart of God, such that it stirs him to so love you, even when you and I turned our backs on him. There is the generosity in the heart of God. It is so amazing. In 1 John, go back to 1 John again. 1 John chapter 3. 1 John is an amazing letter on love and generosity and grace and mercy that you could ever read. 1 John chapter 3 verse 1, building on what we're saying. So God is love, and because of his love, he so loved the world that he generously, he gave his best of heaven. So there we have this idea. In 1 John 3 verse 1, it says this, how great, these are amazing words, if you can remember anything, how great is the love of the Father that he has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. So God's love in his Son and his forgiveness and his mercy to you and me is so intense, it's so passionate, it's so good, it's so wide, it is so generous that it says there that he has lavished. The word lavished is to take more, take it all and take even more. Take so much that you can't contain it. How many people here, I'm going to show my age now, how many people here can remember a TV program called Crackerjack? Come on, Richard Dawson. Now, come on, own up. Martin Vickers looking at me as if to say, I haven't got a clue what you're on about. I'm much younger than you. Come on. Well, in Crackerjack, if you can remember, there was a game in Crackerjack. Jenny Green remembers Crackerjack. Well, there you go, Jenny. In Crackerjack, there was this game, and you'd have all this, you'd get piled up. When When you got a question right, you'd get some games in your hands. And then if you've got another question right, there'd be another board game. I mean, there were, and, and cabbages and st- stuff like that and all sorts of stuff. And it, as if you got them wrong, you've got cabbages. So if you've got them wrong, you've got cabbages. And if you've got it right, you've got games. But anyway, if you've got it all right, you had these games that were piling up. And sometimes these clever, you can tell where I'm coming from now, I'm, I'm bruised. Never, never. But these so-called clever ones who were so, thought they were so brill would get loaded up with loads of games and toys and pencils and prizes. It was absolutely piling over. God's love is much more than that. He absolutely didn't give us cabbages in that respect. His love is overwhelming. The word there says he lavishes. You see, I want to show you this, that the love of God is lavished. His mercy, his generosity, his goodness to you and me. You might not feel it right now. You might be a, 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 in a lack of sorts or what, might, things might not be going well in life at the moment. But I want to say this to you. It's a fact that God's love towards you and me is incredibly generous. It says that he lavishes, so loves, lavishes. Ephesians chapter 1. Let's build the case a bit further. Scriptures are great if you build them and you look at them all together. So let's look at the book of Ephesians. It's something that we've been looking at as a church. We spent, well, months, you might be saying, oh, we've spent months and months on that one, Adrian. But uh, God's New Society was a series that we looked at. And if we go back into Ephesians chapter 1, this idea of being lavished with love. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 to 8. God is incredibly generous. When he gives out the sweeties, he gives them to all. 
and more and more and more and more. That's why the psalmist says, my cup runneth over. God is incredibly amazing. Ephesians 1 verses 7 to 8 reads like this. In him, in the NIV it says, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he has lavished on us. Riches of grace, forgiveness, mercy, the love, the friendship, the presence, the hand of God. You can tell I'm getting a bit carried away. On our lives. And it's something that God doesn't hold back on. It's lavished. The word there is overflowing. The writer there is writing in a way to say, I can't contain myself. I'm going to explode. I'm going to bust. It's that amazing that it's an overflowing, generous measure. The heart of God is generous. 1 Timothy chapter 6. Turn with me. You might just want to note it down. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 reads like this. 1 Timothy 6, 17. The generous nature of our God. There are lots more scriptures. I can't, I'm not going to read them all, so don't worry. But be convinced. If you're going through a hard time right now, I want to say to you that God loves you and he is incredibly generous towards you, wants to be, if we let him in. 1 Timothy 6, verse 17 reads like this. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in their wealth, which is so uncertain. The credit crunch in 2008 began to show us that uncertainty. But to put their hope in God, who? But to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. God's not a killjoy. He's amazing. He's awesome. He's good. He richly provides for our enjoyment. He lavishes. He's generous. Be convinced in your heart that this God whom we serve, he's completely holy. He cannot look at anything unholy. That's what makes his grace more amazing that he looks at me and he is incredibly generous as he looks upon you and I. James chapter 1 verse 5. James chapter 1 verse 5. It's a, it's a passage on wisdom and I've never looked at it this way that I'm going to look at it now before because I've always thought of this passage and it is. It's a passage that if we lack wisdom, then we should ask. And then God will give. But look how he gives. And this struck me as I was looking at this theme of generosity of God. Look at this. James 1.5. If anyone lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. Isn't that amazing? It's a passage on wisdom. I've always looked at this and asking God for wisdom and he will give. But how does God give? And this giving isn't just about, in this case, it's talking of wisdom. But remember, the nature of God is generous. Now look at this. If anyone who lacks wisdom, he should ask God and who gives generously without finding fault. God is a generous giver and he doesn't find fault. He wouldn't say, well, if you do this for me and I'll do that. It's favor and grace. The word grace means unmerited favor generosity, grace, unmerited favor. They go hand in hand. They go together without finding fault. So what we see is this, and we can believe is this, in only just a few scriptures, and let me tell you, there are hundreds of scriptures in the Bible that describe the generosity of God, and time does not permit. But I want us to look at that, because very often today we'll look at one scripture, and we won't see how that fits into the whole vision of the heart of God. What we do understand is this, God's heart is love, his heart is bashful, not generous. 
God's heart is generous. And then look at this now. Second point is this. Jesus is generosity. Look at the, gen- the gener- there is generous- generosity in the heart of God. But now when we look at the Son, His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, we see that there is generosity in the heart of Jesus. Luke chapter 23, verse 34. Luke 3, 24. We read these amazing words. In agony on the cross, dying on the cross, crucifixion, one of the worst ways of dying, invented a punishment to kill and to maim and to torture in the ancient world. And in complete agony on the cross, Jesus says these incredible, amazing, spectacular, fabulous, fantastic, awesome words, generous words. Look at this. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Forgive them. He said that in agony. Let me tell you, I've only got a pinch me finger in the door, and I, you know, I'm not the best person to be near. Nothing compared to Jesus. I'm not the very nice person to be nearby when that happens. And in agony of the cross, in agony for the universe, spiritual agony, universal agony, Jesus says, Father, forgive Adrian Mancini for what he has done, because I was there, my sin is there, with your sin, our sin, the world's sin. And yet, he moves with what? Incredible generosity, the heart of generosity. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2. Come back with me to Ephesians. Let's look at the heart of Jesus. Let's build our case. Let's look at the scriptures together. As we look at this, we see in Ephesians 5, 2. So that you can't say that, oh, he's just picking out a theme just to suit himself. There's lots more scriptures. We won't look at them all, but just a few. Ephesians 5, 2 reads like this. Live a life of love, just as Jesus Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Live a life of love. God is love. God so loves. Jesus incredibly so loves and loves. Why? And what did he do? Just as Jesus Christ loves us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering, sacrifice to God. He gave generosity. God is generous. Jesus is incredibly gracious, merciful, and abounding in generosity. Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 to 8. Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 to 8. The the writer says this. Have this same attitude. Have this same heart. He's saying the same thing. The mind, the heart, the soul. Attitude is, is the heart, is the whole totality of a person. So he's the writer saying, have this heart, have this same attitude, the same heart and attitude of Jesus. So in Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 to 8, I picked out some verses. Have this same attitude or heart as Jesus, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. He did not consider the riches of heaven, his place in heaven, to be held on to. The word says grasped, pinched at, um, held on to, kept, but he let it go. God's gener- Jesus' generosity is to let go, to let go. There's a generosity of heart in those verses that we read. You know, we can have closed, closed fist grasp, 
says he didn't grasp, he wouldn't hold on, didn't hold on to his position, didn't hold on to his place, didn't hold on to his power, didn't hold on to his prestige, made himself nothing. He wouldn't grasp, he wouldn't hold on, he wouldn't hold on to his place in heaven and all the riches of heaven. It says, it says there he would not grasp it. But, took, but emptied himself and took the fashion and form of a man, a slave, and even to death on the cross. In other words, he didn't grasp, he let go. Now you see my hands opening. And we find that closed fists grasp, but open hands are generous. Jesus' hands on the cross, he loves us. You know the saying, how it goes. He loves us this much, with hands and arms outstretched, with hands open wide. We often stretch our hands to heaven. The idea is that we're giving myself everything, the lot to God. I honor you. I'm giving my life to you. If we hold on, we clench fists. If we let go, we open hands. And it's as we let go, the generosity of God. You've heard the saying, let go and let God. Let go and let God. What are we holding on to? What holds you? What holds us this morning? What holds our hearts? There's an old saying. It says, let go and let God. The key to life. The key to everything, the very keys of life are in this, wrapped up in that old saying, let go, ungrasp, let go, and then God can do what he can do. What I can't do, God will do. God calls us to let go, to be generous. Finally then, third and final point. So we see that God is generous. The Father is generous. Jesus the Son is generous. Now you and I, you and I, as we can come to a conclusion in a moment or two, We are called, likewise, to this path, a life of generosity, to be generous to. Jesus said these words, something we've been looking at as a church for some time now. In John 20, verse 21, you don't have to turn to this one for a moment or two. But in John 20, 21, Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, I now send you. Amazing words. Amazing words. This is the commission to life, to us as believers, to all of us, for all of us. As the Father sent me, said Jesus, I now send you. Same heart, same principle, same way, same life. Empowered by the person of the Holy Spirit, we've been looking at that. So the principle is really this. As you and I have received God's generosity in through the forgiveness of the cross, through grace, favor, mercy, love, forgiveness. As a, as a Christian, I've been forgiven so much. Jesus says, as you've been forgiven, now you go and forgive. There's a principle of life. There's this generous principle, this forgiveness principle, this idea of releasing and letting go and forgiving and releasing and being generous. The same way the Father sent me, I now send you. And so forgiveness and generosity, forgiving and generosity go hand in hand. Jesus taught that to forgive as we have been forgiven. There's, this, there's an idea, there's a principle here. As you have received so much from God, now then give all that away. Don't hold on, hold back. If we hold on, hold back, we grasp. But Jesus said these same principles. As you've been forgiven, now you forgive. As you've been released, now you go and release. Whatever that means in life, in the way you live your life, walk in life, whatever you do in life. The measure that has been given to you, now you give that measure away. It's a principle. Very often in the parables, Jesus would tell these stories again and again. It's a principle of the generosity, the generous spirit of the kingdom of God that comes to live and reign in my heart. In the parable of the unmerciful servant, you'll find it in Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. 
don't have to turn to it now. You might want to make a note of it. But there's a, f- a famous story where a man is forgiven a debt by his master. Then this servant finds someone that owes him a little bit of money and goes to throttle this person. And then the master comes back who forgave this man a lot of money and throws him into jail. And Jesus tells a story about giving away because you've been given much. But if you hold back, then much will be held back from you. It's a principle of generosity. It's not just on forgiveness, although it is forgiveness, but it's a principle of being grace, knowing and living in grace and mercy and unmerited favor and giving that favor away. And in verse 35 of Matthew chapter 18, this is what Jesus says. And this is the principle of generosity for our hearts. Verse 35 of Matthew 18, Jesus says this, This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Unless you forgive your brother from your heart. In other words, as a believer, as people who have been forgiven by God, then in our hearts, Jesus says, in the Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah says that God will write his law on our hearts. Today, the kingdom of God comes to live within our hearts. Forgiveness and mercy. And so Jesus says, from your heart, therefore, now be likewise generous as I've been generous with you. Generosity is a matter of the heart. Let me read these few verses as I conclude. You don't have to turn to these. In 1 John 3, verse 16 to 18, but you might want to note this. 1 John is an amazing book. Read through the letters of John. They are quite spectacular. 1 John 3, verse 16 to 18, reads like this. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Look around you. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother in need but has no pity on him, How can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but actions and in truth. Generous in heart, spirit and soul. Christians, Christ ones, that's what Christians are. Christ ones, to live, be Christ ones, to be like Christ, to carry the spirit of Christ the generous heart of Christ, of God the Father, and the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, as we collect together, we are the body of Christ, the church throughout the world, Christians worldwide, we're the body of Christ to reveal to the world, to those around us, to people, to others, to those beside you, whoever we come into contact with, the heart and nature of God to the world. And that heart and nature is a heart of generosity, unmerited favor, which comes by the power of God's forgiveness being released in our hearts and the Holy Spirit residing, the kingdom of God coming within. Let's pray. God bless you. You know, we were singing a song this morning about, we want your kingdom here. We want your kingdom here. And I find, something I found, it's a symbolic thing I do, but it's become for me now, a big deal in my life is um, you'll see it when the, you know, when the Americans um, sing to the star-spangled banner, they put their hand on their heart, don't they? As if they're putting all their heart into being a proud American citizen. I have found, this is, this is just me, but I find that I'm believing the kingdom of God 
Where does the kingdom of God come? The kingdom of God comes to reign in my heart, in your life, in our lives, in the lives of people, which then is outworked in our lives and comes to the earth and is released on the earth. And so this morning, as we call for the kingdom of God, let your kingdom come here, it's in my heart. Generosity starts here through the power of Jesus. And then in that song it says, let the walls come down. Revival. Let the walls come. But the walls often are in our hearts. Should we stand together? And as we do, I'm going to ask you to join me. And if you can, place your hand on your heart. Symbolic thing, I know. But we've been doing some symbolic things this morning. Opening doors, opening to the world, opening our hearts. Put your hand on your heart with me, can you, just for a moment or two. And as we do, what we're saying is, Lord Jesus, the kingdom of God. Listen, as a Christian, the kingdom of God is here. It's in me. You don't have to plead or squirm or try harder. By faith, not by works, lest any man should boast. By faith, we believe, Jesus, you're here. Holy Spirit, welcome. You're here. And as we do, we say, let your kingdom come. Let your reign, let your will, let your mercy, let your love, let your generosity, let goodness flow in me. Let the barriers come down. I don't know what what upsets you have, what concerns what worries or concerns you have but listen I don't belittle them I just say let them come down as we identify the heart of God Holy Spirit come I pray begin to touch hearts lives minds relationships homes finance bodies sickness relationships families husbands wives where there's difficulties there's worries or concerns let barriers come down this morning Father release a fresh release of the kingdom your kingdom come your will be done in my life and in our hearts as it is in heaven let the generous flow of lavishing mercy grace forgiveness there's such an amazing love to be loosed in us through us amongst us on us and through us this morning and you know lord we're not going to keep hold of it we're not going to grasp it we're going to let it all go let go and let god Let go. And let God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.